this is Haley Nauman, and you're listening to the Maybe Baby Podcast. Here to introduce another episode of Dear Danny. I'm a little under the weather today and my throat hurts pretty bad, so I'm going to keep this short. This actual episode was recorded yesterday, before I was sick, and um, now I accept my fate. Anyway, today we're going to be talking about body dysmorphia, what to do if you don't like your partner's scent, or generally don't like something that your partner loves. We'll talk about infidelity, whether it should lead to a breakup or a divorce. We discuss moving in with a partner, we discuss road trips, and we talk about adult friendship and how to make friends as an adult. Heads up on the quality because he is calling from the basement of a parking structure for an LA gym. He's recently just driven across the country, hence the question someone asked about his road trip. I'm trying to remember how they knew if they knew he was going on a road trip. Maybe we must have mentioned it, but Danny likes to, Danny drives across the country all the time, so he has some experience. Although no guarantees his tips will be useful because I don't think he really plans almost anything he's ever done. Um, but anyway, so happy you're here. Honored you're here. If you want to um, weigh in in the comments, I'll be there. And let's get started. You have to be less mumbly than your normal self. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, I'll do my best. <laughs> hey, you're already doing pretty well. I know. I'm, well, I'm trying really hard right now to enunciate. Good. It sounds perfect. Okay, now that we've covered your social security number. Yeah, just put that on the pod. Just lead with that. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to make that like the little kickoff. That could be the title of the app. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, wait, so you read the cues. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I briefly, uh, I scanned them. The first one's written so crazy. Okay, wait, Danny, this reminds me. Um, what? You have to try to be nicer to people, okay? Oh, why? Were there comments? <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, wait, you know what? I needed to, I need to, brief, to debrief you because it was a really funny, um, some funny comments. Oh, Lord. Are they just like, he's such a loser and an idiot. Why does he have opinions about other people? No, no. It's, it was funny, actually. It was sort of like half the, it was like, I, I wouldn't even say it was half, half. Like more people were like, loved your energy. And there were a couple people who were like found it abrasive, which did not surprise me at all. Um, I mean, honestly, yeah. And I there was know. like a little I debate. Still, it's a, oh, there's a debate. There was like a da- there was basically like a Danny debate. <laughs> there's n- I don't understand why anyone uh, likes me in the first place. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm serious. So the fact that there's even two factions is surprising. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's people, I think, no, you know what? I didn't really worry too much about it because pretty much the couple people who were saying that like you, your style of advice giving like wasn't their cup of tea, like it didn't surprise me at all. What were they saying? They were like, this advice isn't good. He has the same answer to every question, which is that this question is stupid and doesn't matter. <laughs> well, some people, okay, yeah. The one thing I wanted to relay to you, which I was thinking about too, is that people were saying, um, that they, if they had been the one to ask the question, they would have been, like, really humiliated. Oh. 
which uh, which just okay. made me feel kind of bad. And then and then somebody who had had one of their questions answered was like, actually, as someone who's like been on the other side of this, like. I kind of expected it going in and like you just I just needed to have a friend close by to have like a cry with afterward but otherwise I liked oh it <laughs> I was like wait what like and this person was defending us I was like you're an angel I'm so sorry actually I really don't think we should have an advice podcast where people need to have like a friend to cry on <laughs> I don't know dude I mean you know it's a jungle out there and you're gonna put your question out in the world <laughs> no listen dear baby no danny okay. is here to offer a different perspective from me and i do think that's really important i'm i'm a softer p- presence but i don't want people to cry <laughs> so yeah me neither okay so we need to do disclaimers after every question that that we see them because usually we do you know we just don't mention that part Wait, that we what? That, that we, we kind of that we kind that of we like understand their perspective yeah like maybe just slightly <laughs> Yeah. Well, because I, mean, I, I don't mean to lie. Like, I do think we typically always do, right? Just on some Yeah, level. I feel like, I feel like that's kind of, I feel like I, well, I, I don't know. I recently, I don't know. The, the current lesson I'm learning is that I literally have no accurate conception of how I communicate. Oh, I know. I have that all the time. It's really terrifying. And I think that I'm like really clear and like really gentle and I'm actually completely obscure and like really cruel. <laughs> <laughs> no. And everyone keeps telling me that, and I'm like, "You're wrong." <laughs> <laughs> I but think I you. Think your advice is acerbic. <laughs> Can be. Yeah. But you know, well, people you know, were. I feel the need to bring in some of your defenders because people were saying that they actually think that they really like your advice and you th- and they think that it's good. Well, it's also funny. I think a lot of the, I think usually maybe where it's like people would feel humiliated is that it's like, you know, like a lot of the questions are self-delusional. Mm-hmm. And like that's when you call people out for that, it's a bit embarrassing. But it's also like truth hurts, you know. <laughs> St- bringing in your Dave Chappelle act. <laughs> Truth hurts. I haven't seen the new special. We tried to watch it last night, and I was not in any state of being. That's funny. Yeah. That's funny because we also watched it yesterday. I was just so curious after all the. I know. Debate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait. So is he like? What happened? He's really canceled. I don't know. Um. People walked out. No, nobody walked. Oh, yeah, people walked out of Netflix like afterward in protest. Yeah. But um, the actual special, you know, I kind of expected to think that, like, I just saw some takes that people were like, oh, well, if you think it was so offensive, like, you weren't really listening. Like, he was actually critiquing, like, identity politics or something like that. So I kind of expected this, like, more nuanced take. And I actually uh-huh. thought that it was his his worldview was kind of, like, s- bad. <laughs> I mean, it kind of makes sense. He's like... He's just like a know. bitter Gen Xer. Yeah, I was going to say, and he, but he's also, like, a star who now, like, is kind of involved in a discourse that he, like, almost doesn't really want to be a part of, but can't help taking part in. Yeah, but he also just you know has, like, I mean? he has so many, he doesn't see the bigger picture about, like, mass media and, like, class right. and these things. It's like, he's complaining about Twitter while also, like, basically just getting mad about Twitter know, as I'm if it's the whole world. He's the funniest guy in the world. I don't care. <laughs> no, yeah, no. I would say that I didn't like hate it. I thought there were funny parts and stuff, he's, but 
I don't even care about the special. I, I've seen him live. I saw him twice. And he's just like the funniest person you've ever seen in your life. I don't know, man. You should watch the special and see if you still feel like that. <laughs> yeah, you know, my, my, you well, know what my conclusion know, yeah, is? Yeah, what was the last podcast that I was on spouting off opinions about the Meghan Markle interview without having watched it? <laughs> oh, boy. That did not gain yeah. you any fans. And then uh, I watched it afterwards and I was <laughs> pulling on my neck. Uh, or my collar. <laughs> you felt bad? Yeah. Oh my god, Danny, I'm glad you're putting that you're on the record here. I didn't know that. Of course. I always feel bad. <laughs> well, anyway, my my like prevailing conclusion about that was that like comedians should not be thought leaders. Like Dave Chappelle is not a thought leader. He needs to actually so like read a book. Generally... He needs to read a book if he wants to talk about this stuff intelligently. In I my think opinion. he probably is pretty well read, honestly. But, Danny, but you're doing a thing. You're, no, you're doing your thing again. No, what? Being oppositional? No, having an opinion about something you haven't seen. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, because listen, the position you're taking I know, is... I don't know what happens in the special. The position you're taking is like similar to the one I had going in where I was like feeling, you know, I have a lot of critiques of like how identity politics is metabolized I... on the internet. And so uh-huh. I was kind of ready to... You're like projecting your own opinions in his defense. Kind of, kind of. Yeah. And then I ended oh, up being like, actually, you're kind of setting up all these like false premises and then like making a point that like would be good if what the premise you'd said had been true, but it's just not. <laughs> and so it I just felt bad. it was just bad argumentation a lot of times, even though yeah. some of basically my feeling is like I think some of the things you think are annoying are also annoying, but I think you have like the wrong reasoning behind it. Like, I don't think he has a like more holistic view of like mass media and how it works. Yeah, I I think when I said when I was saying that I think he's pretty well read. It's probably just because I think I I generally just kind of respect his intelligence as a celebrity, uh-huh. which is not something I can say really for most. <laughs> well, you think he's based? Huh? You think he's based? I truly don't know what that term means. <laughs> Wait, Zinni, you know I've been on a based journey to understand what it means. Are you based now? Um, I think I can be based. I'm more based in private. I don't know what it means. Um, based so, means basically like... Am I based? I'm in like yeah. looking at a wall of cinder blocks. D- you're definitely based. Speaking of which, well, should I explain what based is? Yes. Okay, based basically means that you're like, you are not sort of um, fraudulent or, or, or sort of... Um, actually, yeah, you come about your beliefs honestly and like they are your own and you express them even if there are consequences and you do not buy into like the orthodoxy of a particular dominant group and therefore you kind of like stand by your own thoughts even if people that you think should agree with you don't or whatever yeah all right you're pretty based right yeah kind of against my own best (laughs) interests. yeah i mean i will say that I don't agree. Like, being based doesn't mean you're right, necessarily. It's just, like, a kind no, of... No, not at all. Well, it's funny. It makes me think about a... There's, like, a line... I can't remember what book it is. Maybe a Brothers Karamazov, where it's, like... He just describes, like, a man who's been alone too much and how, like, convinced he is of his own convictions. hmm But it's just because he, like, has only been with his own logic for, like, too long. You're literally describing Dave Chappelle. Yeah, totally. Wait, who are you exactly. talking about? Uh, it's some character. I can't remember which one it is. Maybe, like, Dimitri? 
I don't remember which Wait, brother. Wait, it's a character in what? I forget. In the Brothers Karamazov. It's oh, like I don't know what that is. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but he just describes, like, the problem of a man who, like, thinks a lot by himself. Totally. And, like, the conclusions he comes to and, like, really has deep faith in, but, like, like really flawed. I think that we need to bring back, like, public, like, publicly funded, like, three-hour debates. (laughs) Wait, what? We need to bring back, like, the debate, like... The, like, not on the news where, you know, they have all different kinds of profit motives. I just want to, like, a, a stage and, like, two people just debating ideas, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, take it back to Roman time. Yeah, let's go back. That's what we need. <sighs> okay. I You know what I thought of that, actually? It wasn't, is it Neil Postman who wrote that book, Amusing Ourselves to Death? Do you know him? He's, like, a media critic of the 20th mm-hmm. century. He talked about how, like, in the early 20th century they would just have, there would be, like, public debates, because obviously, you know, there weren't a lot of ways to, like, be navigating, like, ideology in this time. Uh-huh. And so they would have, like, like you know, philosophers uh, would have, like, public debates that would go on for, like, four hours, and everybody just had yeah. the attention span to just, like, sit there. I was like, that would never fucking happen today. Yeah, not only that, I mean, no, but it was more like, that was, like, the forefront of, like, or that was, like, exciting media. Yeah, 100%. You know what I mean? Like, you were sitting there being like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, my God. He said what? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, like, now I'm sitting here being like, I will watch this dancing video. <laughs> but and only I'm for seven watching. seconds before I scroll yeah, the next yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, and I'll watch the next one, too. <laughs> okay, wait, where are you? Do you want to describe to our listeners your current whereabouts? Yeah, I'm currently below the L.A. Athletic club or i don't know what it's called i went to a gym for the first time in my life yesterday <laughs> wow <I> love it. <laughs> wait now you're a gym rat and you had to i have love this... it so i'm back well because my friend i guess got a membership and now he's a gym rat he says he goes every day oh, and wow. he was like what are you doing tomorrow and i was like oh nothing you know i don't have any plans he was like oh we're going to the gym so i went i was very intimidated and it turns out that the gym is the best lifestyle in the world it's incredible, dude. There's also like <laughs> discovering gyms. It's amazing. Yeah, I know. I'm 34 years old, and I just had a brand new experience. Wait, you I literally was, wait? Are you are you I've serious? I've never been inside of a gym. No. Yes, I'm serious. Oh my god, Danny. Yesterday was my first day. I thought <laughs> I was gonna pass out. I used a treadmill for the first time. <laughs> oh my god! So are you gonna kind of like? turn a new leaf gym wise probably not because i don't think i can afford this is like a pretty nice gym yeah i mean you could do i, I belong to blink i don't even use my membership but it's like 30 oh, yeah, dollars a month told me. <laughs> they make you come and do a big song and dance to cancel no you know what somebody like totally called me out they're like actually it's not that hard i used to say that too and then i canceled it in like an instant <laughs> that's pretty funny anyway it's uh, 30 bucks a month which i feel like is you know maybe doable for like you nice it's totally doable. Like, yeah, I think it's fine. It's I kind fine. of want... I don't know, dude. This place is nice. There's, like, a restaurant. It's, like, a hotel. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's going to be, like, a luxury gym, but then the, Blink is not bad. What's up with the... Here's the real question. What's up with the bath area? I mean, listen, I went to that gym, like, six times in my whole life, but it was clean. 
Yeah, okay. Clean is not up to standard. No, clean. They have, like, lockers and stuff and, like, towels. Dude, I'm trying to... This place has, like, jacuzzi big jets, <laughs> hit those sore muscles, hop in the sauna. Okay, so you're doing jacuzzi or no gym at all? Yeah. That's okay. basically why okay. I want to be a part of it. I like living a Roman lifestyle. And <laughs> I think it's crazy that I don't bathe this way more often. It makes you feel so good. I know. It's, it is insane. It's like we've known this for time immemorial. Humans have known that just taking long-ass baths is the shit. Dude, taking long baths and listening to long debates. Everything needs to be long. Listening to long debates, taking long baths. Dude, that's how I would like to live the rest of my life. <laughs> All right, well, you have a new aspiration. Yeah, long to a luxury gym. 2022 long baths. Honestly, maybe not long debates. <laughs> Just baths. Just bath time. <laughs> it's like when you think of, you try, any, it's really true. Like when you try to think of utopia, you can't do it. It's impossible to imagine. But when you do try your hardest to imagine it, it's just like a, it's like everybody's like kind of bathing. <laughs> yeah. I you mean, know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're like, and this is a nice day. Everybody's having a nice day today. Yeah. Even like outdoor world. bathing kind of uh-huh, same vibe. Like yeah. Springs kind of shit, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Anyway. We yeah, love so a water source. Right. So, so current, exactly. So currently I'm in the uh I don't, actually it might be an elevated parking lot uh either below or above or next to the gym and my friend has left me in his kind of luxe toyota sedan oh my god are you so sad you had to record instead of go to the gym honestly no i just felt so guilty for forgetting so <laughs> this feels good to me okay good well thank so you I for being here gross gym clothes what i said well thank you for being here yeah, I'm happy to be. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's totally fine. Okay. <laughs> just, um, right. Okay, so let's let's talk about... Let's go through the cues. I do think okay. we should try to make this one shorter than last time. Well, a few of them are yes or no, right? Okay, good. Okay, let's do number one, the cologne. Okay? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 but I'm supposed to be nice. <laughs> no, you just have to do some acknowledgement of uh, pretend that the person who asked it is listening carefully okay i actually have a pretty i think i have a pretty easy answer to this one but it's you know yet again um it naturalizes gender roles so i don't know if I well you know but they use them. they they use a they pronoun so i noticed that yeah 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 so you know never know okay uh, well you know what's conf- oh sorry go ahead read the question well because they say husband boyfriend is that what you're going to say? Do they say boyfriend? They do, right? Yeah, they say husband, then boyfriend. Okay, um, okay. So I don't know what the deal is, but... Or I think we should just assume sort of uh, non-binary for both roles, just in case. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's just my answer, unfortunately, does falls very into the... Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> well, you're, pro- you're proving your haters right right now. The ones you said you're a misogynist. <laughs> Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But not on purpose. <laughs> yeah, then you can't be blamed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, what do they expect? Patriarchy doesn't touch me? <laughs> well, you know, you okay. had some people saying that they didn't think you're misogynist, that they agreed with all your takes, even though they're a woman. So? Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That feels good. But, I mean, they're wrong. It's called being based. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I've heard. Okay, for Christmas two years ago, I gifted my husband, then boyfriend, a cologne. They love it and aren't a friend of, aren't. 
and aren't afraid to swim in it when they leave the house. Unfortunately, in the past years, there hasn't been much need to go out and wear cologne. Double unfortunately, I've grown to dislike the scent, dot, 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 a lot. I don't want to say anything or dull their swagger. It's so cute when they're feeling so confident and spray like six huge plumes of smoke and dance through. Disgusting. <laughs> six plumes is so much. It's, you, it's a dab at most. Six plumes. But also at some point, their scent has got to go. Micro level, yeah. what should I do here? I'm assuming just replace it this Christmas with a new cologne we shot for together. Macro level, advice on how to allow your partner to enjoy things and tastes and smells, etc., that you don't enjoy. Especially things you did but don't any longer. How to not say it to your lover, my opinion has changed now, so catch up to me. The ebbs and flows of taste in long-term relationships, etc. So... I guess, like, in regards to this, well, I have a couple answers. One is just very personal. Like, if I were their boyfriend or husband, I mean, six, I don't know what's going on with that. It's too much cologne to be spraying in any situation. It's like, also, it's like, don't worry about it. He's going to run out of cologne at any time. He's, like, literally spraying half the bottle every time he puts it on. It's going to go. It's fine. I wonder if it's, like, their first scent, like, when you don't know yet that, like, you don't actually need that much. Because, I I mean, it could be kind of naivete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think, like, there's also something where it's, like, this person bought it for... You know, I, I it, just for the sake of, well, whatever, for their husband, I guess, or boyfriend at the time. Okay. Um, and, like, he's using it or they're using it or whatever because they it makes them feel fucking like they know that the person who got it for them, Jesus Christ, the person who got it for them likes it. So they're putting <laughs> it on because it makes them feel, like, sexy for that person. Right. That's, like, half the thing, right? Oh, that's true, yeah. Like, maybe they don't... Maybe the so like, part of the confidence they get is, like, knowing that their partner, like, likes the scent, too. And now she doesn't like it, right? Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know. I mean, if it were me, I just, I would not care. I would laugh. It would be, like, funny that this cologne that I was putting on because I thought that my girlfriend got it for me because she liked it actually grossed her out. <laughs> That's exactly, this is exactly what I said, Danny. I said, I, by the way, to the listeners, Danny doesn't read my answers before. So it's always kind of, it's a, it's a surprise as to whether we agree, but I said the same thing, Danny. I was like, this is hilarious and it needs to become a joke. Yeah. It's funny. You're just like, you smell disgusting. (laughs) You're like, I'd be doing the gag face at them, (laughs) you know? Well, like, it totally depends on the like the type of relationship they have, but I do sure. think. But I would say that like a relationship like really has legs when you can like laugh at things like this. Well, because it is ridiculous. I mean, like she got it for him. Now she regrets it. You know. I mean, like, and then I I don't know in regards to like the grander point being like, can your partner have likes or dislikes that you like think are stupid? The mm-hmm. answer is absolutely yes. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like what makes. I don't know, being in society interesting is that we're all little freaks (laughs) and like completely disagree about most things all the time. Right. You know, Uh and like being in a relationship is like, like, I don't know. I mean, Kiki would, my chess rating has suffered so much because Kiki thinks it's just so stupid, you know, (laughs) and she'd like come in and just be like, what are you doing? I'd be like, I'm in the middle of something. And she'd be like, what? And I'd be like, I'm playing a chess game. And she just would ignore that I was 
doing that at all, you know? So and your online chess uh, rating went down because you were taking too long. Was it like speed chess? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, we don't need to actually. In fact, I regret bringing this up on the podcast. But it, the, <laughs> the point is, like, you know, like, it's like, it's so fun. It's funny. It's fine to. And then, okay. And then the other thing I was going to say, though, and this, like, maybe it's like, you know, like, I don't know, naturalizes gender roles or something. But I think, I think, and I don't know if this is true for all men, but I think as a, I do kind of feel like it's a little. It's a little more masculine. I don't know. Anyway, it's something that I feel like oftentimes I don't really have very strong opinions uh, or, or like I just like don't really care like about like a smell or a taste or something. But like most of my partners are very sensitive to those things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like they like really care. Like they'll be like upset if their meal isn't good or like if they're uncomfortable or like something like that. If they're like too cold, they'll be like mad. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so like if somebody were like, like if I were wearing cologne because I thought that they liked it and then they were like, it turned out they didn't like it. You know, it's just like, I don't care what this smells like. I'm like wearing this because I thought I'm creating an environment that you find comfortable and aren't going to be upset in. Yeah, and I mean, like, you're assuming yeah, though the reasoning that this person, cause they, cause, okay. So the asker who I'm not sure the gender of either says, mm-hmm. I don't want to say anything or dull their swagger. It's so cute when they're feeling so confident and spray like six pu- huge plumes of smoke. <laughs> um, it's not cute. That's obscene. No, but you know what? I just want to say that I think it's sweet that this asker doesn't like is being, wants to be sensitive. Cause I, I think that For like, sure. Obviously, getting critiqued can always come with certain weight. Like, yeah. And especially if it's something that you felt really confident about, like per your point earlier, where you're like, I don't know what, how I come off. It can be kind of jarring sometimes when, like, mm-hmm. you know, it reminds me, I feel like a, a comparison would be like, you're feeling really sexy and you're like, kind of like trying to, like, you know, um, seduce somebody and then they tell you you have bad breath. Like, it'd be like, oh my God, I'm like, it's like so much more embarrassing because you were confident before. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so I'm imagining yeah, that the, they're yeah, trying to the, be sensitive, but I think you got to make a joke out of it because it's, you it, have to, there's too much, there's too much like divine comedy to this. Like, especially if the person's only wearing it and pretending to be pretending to love it because they think that you love it. Like then it becomes yeah, like a rom-com so script. It's a setup. It's really a setup. Um, I, I agree. It, I mean, it's just a joke. It's also like, you know, people say this, like, like I think you're right, it is kind of sweet that they're like, oh, I like seeing my man confident, whatever. But it's like, or like, yeah, gender aside, whatever. But people, <laughs> but people, <laughs> I just wish pronouns didn't exist. I don't care about them. I just wish they didn't exist. Yeah, I agree. Uh, So, but like, on the other hand, it's like, it's really easy to make your partner feel attractive and desired. And it's literally by just acting attracted to them. Right, right. Like, even if you, know you also I mean? are honest with them about, like, not liking so, their Yeah, scent. so you can yeah. be like, you smell disgusting, like, come over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Or you're like, go take a shower. And then I'll suck <laughs> I don't know. You know what I mean? <laughs> you literally cannot stop putting gender in this. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Well, because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm facing an experience. It's, it's like, it just, it's, like, it's, it's really easy. Like, you don't need to ruin somebody's whole life 
you know, it's yeah. just like, it, I don't know. I feel like this question's answered. It's just a funny joke. And the way to bring it up is just as a joke. I'd be like, I completely acknowledge that I'm being ridiculous because I'm the one who gave this to you. I think that like, this is literally what makes like a long-term relationship, like so much more fun than a shorter term one. Just yeah. like getting to that point in a relationship where you can just like say whatever the fuck you want and like everybody's feelings are intact and like the love is known or whatever is well, so much better. Like, you're in a relationship where you're like, like right now, what's funny about this is that like the questioner is crazy for it. What you know you what I mean? Like the person writing this question is like, the comedy of it is that they bought it. <laughs> it's incredible so it's like and then it's like i'm being a psycho the fact that i don't like it means like it's me like i'm at fault yeah 100 percent. but it grosses me out stop wearing it you know and it's like i don't know i mean they do need to talk about the six plumes i feel like is kind of the elephant in the room obviously yeah where that's just like is your uh, partner a a baby like who is doing that i mean some some uncles are prone (laughs) (laughs) that's an uncle portion of cologne it's like the way they put cologne on in commercials or something like it's like because they have to show the mist on tv you know like it's like my my sixth plume take though is that i love walking by someone on the street who has a ton of cologne on like i think it's like a fun little um micro experience yeah, okay. But I just yeah, don't want to be around it longer than that. For sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, you know, it's something like that. The gravitational force of that much cologne can only be experienced from afar. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, you get sucked in. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. Okay, well, I think we agree on this one, and I hope that this person can gather the courage to share their true feelings and not... Uh... I don't feel like I was... I'm, I don't know. You said basically the same thing I did, which is which yeah. is good. We're having harmony on the pod today. Okay, thank God. I think that we're going to feel the same way about this next one, too. Which one is it? Should infidelity in a marriage always lead to divorce? Oh, I think we're going to have opposite opinions. Should really? we just say, should we, like, what, should we say it at the same time? Because it's a yes or no, right? Yeah, it's yes or no. Want to do it on three? Yeah. One, one two, two, three. Three. No. Yes. What? <laughs> Danny, are you serious? I mean, I guess the reason that I have that opinion is because I don't, I like, I just think it's weird. To, I mean, the answer is there are no rules in life. You know what I mean? Like all rules are just agreements between people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, my answer to this question doesn't matter <laughs> at all. You Wait, but I mean? as someone who I, I think of you as someone who has who interprets the rules pretty loosely and doesn't think that they doesn't think that infidelity oh, has to do necessarily with a marriage. That's kind of that's kind of what I mean. Is like I'm like that's why I guess I say yes because it's like it's funny for that to be the rule. <laughs> it's like oh oh shit. Well, we both want to stay together, but you know. The rules are the rules. Like, you gotta break up. Okay, Danny, so you're literally trolling by saying yes? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying when I read that, my answer in my mind was yes. <laughs> I don't I don't understand what you're talking about. I think, like, I guess what I'm saying is that it's, like, a question like that has no meaning, right? Because it's, like, you're in a relationship. The context of that relationship is going to be decided by its members, 
you know? Right, like even the definition of infidelity might be just anything. Fluid. Right? Yeah. Oh, I just talked with a friend and apparently his other friend is like breaking up with their like the a marriage is breaking up because he was sending like lusty emails. Hmm. You know? Like and I don't even know what that means, but she was like, he's cheating he's digitally cheating on me. Yeah. And I was like, is that like a new category? You know, like <laughs> But I get. I mean, I don't know what the email said. I mean, I guess there were some emails that if you read, you'd be like, "Oh shit." One thing I heard once that I thought was pretty interesting is um, that infidelity can happen in any type of relationship, even like open or poly relationships, and that it doesn't necessarily mean like seeking like you know sexual or like romantic pleasure outside the relationship. It could mean it's like in any way like breaking the rules you've established, and that like no yeah, matter it's how a betrayal of trust. Right. Like, no matter how... And sometimes that betrayal is, like, what people are actually after. So, like, even if you open it up, even if you're poly, blah, 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 even if you've agreed on all these rules, like, people will still try to break them because, like, the breaking of the rule is, like, what intrigues people, regardless of what the rule is. Yeah. But that's kind of what I meant. Like, it's just, like, the rules are set by... I mean, obviously, society has, like, stated rules and whatever... But, like, interpersonally, like, in your personal relationships, the rules are set by the people who you interact with in yourself. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's, like, a question like this, you're, like, what? It, so, yeah, if the answer is yes, so what? You know what I mean? If the answer is no, like, it doesn't, this is, like, just, like, the context is is the king, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I guess... I don't really understand how you're interpreting this question. I can tell it's some kind of very based philosophical oh, approach. Great. Yeah. <laughs> My I'm interpretation of the question that. is like, That's so crazy. I understand so that they're trying to ask us about the pretty common debate, which is like, if your partner cheats, like, are you breaking up? I think this is a pretty common debate. And even though I think it's way, way oversimplified, I think the obvious answer for me is like, no, it should not always lead to it. It just, it totally depends on the situation. It depends on why guess, someone cheated or yeah. in what way. Like, there's a million reasons that th- these things happen. And, like, I don't think that, like, sexual che- infidelity or whatever version there is is necessarily worse or more evocative of, like, a bad relationship than, like, any other kind of betrayal. Like, being cruel to your partner or, like, whatever else. Like, I think we, we, we place, like, sexual loyalty on this, like, weird pedestal. And I, you know, I mean, I think of anyone who's interested in this topic, I've already plugged this book before, but A State of Affairs by Esther Perel is about like affairs and how a lot of marriages actually become stronger after affairs because it's like this moment of like reckoning where like everyone, like everything gets fucking blown up, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's just like. It's not a reason to have an affair. She did say that. It's It's like every relationship is different. Like, I guess that's the thing. That's how I'm interpreting this question. It's like when they say always and the answer is just like, of course not. (laughs) Okay, literally. Yeah, that means your answer is no, Danny. (laughs) I know, but I still my answer is yes. (laughs) (laughs) Makes absolutely no sense. And yeah, take that as fucking gospel. The answer is, of course, no. Yeah, because you can't... There is no always in relationships. Right. You know, like, ever. I see what you're saying. Like, it's... The the rules are meant to be interpreted. They're not laws. It's it's definitely... I would say uh, 
lead to divorce? Of course not. Uh, is a red flag? Definitely. Mm-hmm. You know, you're like, needs to be addressed? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, you know, like leads to divorce? I don't know. That's up to the members of the party at stake. Yeah. I mean, I guess if the question this person's asking is like, is sexual fidelity like the most important uh, barometer oh, of like the success the of a relationship? No. Yeah. I don't think that's true. I think it's like the one aspect. No. Yeah. It's very, it's it, a very important aspect. And I don't mean because it's like, you ought to have sex a lot to keep the marriage alive. I just mean more that it's like connected to so many other aspects of existence. Wait, one sec. Hold on. Sorry. There's a motorcycle or something. <laughs> well, you know what? I think we already covered this one anyway. All right, good, 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 good. Right? Yeah. Let's keep it moving. I'm realizing that when it comes to self-image, body dysmorphia, weight gain, and aging, what I know and believe intellectually doesn't correlate with how I feel about myself. I f- For sure. I feel like I understand the nuances of the body positivity moment, fat phobia, and the many privileges I hold is a white, able-bodied, straight-passing woman. I'm sure I could write a whole essay on the way that the powers that be profit from getting women to hate their bodies. This discussion feels old and tired. I also have a loving partner, and as a bi woman, I tend to be most attracted to other women whose bodies don't meet conventional beauty standards. But nonetheless, after pandemic weight gain and a metabolism slowdown as I enter my 30s, I still find myself spiraling into the same places of shame and self-hatred that I've known since middle school. My solutions for these uncomfortable feelings are oriented toward weight loss, dieting, and exercise, and then I feel more shame on top of that because I know how problematic diet culture is. It feels like a shitty catch-22, and this feeling comes up outside of body image, too. I know the pitfalls of career comparison and Instagram-fueled consumerism, but when it comes down to it, I still fall prey to both. So I guess my question is, how do you handle conflicting messages from your brain when there's a discrepancy between what you know to be true and how you actually feel about yourself? It's a really great question, really well-worded. It's kind of a tough question to answer, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, how you deal with it, you know, day by day, I don't know. (laughs) Did you hear that questioner? It's day by day. Yeah, I mean, that is it. I mean, it, it seems like they actually have pretty good perspective on themselves. Uh-huh. And what they're asking is something, I mean, it's not just, it's something I feel. Yeah, can you tell me about how, some of the ways that you feel this way? Skinny fat. You're skinny fat? I'm skinny fat. You're always saying this, Danny, and I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, because you have not seen my love handles. Yes, but... I have. <laughs> I've seen they your whole jiggle. body. It's little, well, but they jiggle. Almost your whole body. Uh, um, but, and see, but even this is like, I have some kind of body dysmorphia. I have no idea what I look like. I think that, remember I was telling you that my head, like I'm always scared my head is super small. Right. Yeah. But I also think it's super big. <laughs> and then I also think I have a big fat ass, and I don't think I do. Danny, you're like a little bean pole. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm looking at myself. I don't know what I'm seeing, like a circus mirror, <laughs> you know? I mean, I definitely have dysmorphia, too, to be clear. And so it's like, it's really just like an emotional evaluation. Like when I look at myself, I don't really, I don't think I have an accurate depiction of my actual physical form. I just have an emotional evaluation of like my spiritual reflection. And sometimes it's good and sometimes it's bad, you know? And like regarding this question, how do you deal with it? It seems like they have a good perspective. I mean, they should probably, you know, a reason to eat well and exercise is not to literally change your body. 
because that is a never-ending cycle of self-hatred. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the reason to do it is because it literally fucking feels good and makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Like, as a, as a um, newborn gym rat, <laughs> I <laughs> plan on working out every day. Uh, no, but, I mean, like, that's what, I don't know. I, like, go for runs and shit. I eat a lot of vegetables purely just because I'm, like, this is, this makes me feel nice. Yeah, you know? I mean, for me, and, I... like, I, chases anxiety away. Mm-hmm. I think it's really hard to, like, connect with those activities until you've like first detached your like moral framework to them you know what i mean right i mean they're talking about like feeling like shame and things like that and it's like you know i mean there's no being alive is a shameful experience there's no escaping uh human shame that is like a part of living in the world especially uh in the world that we live in which is just absolutely chock full of injustice and contradictions that we have to take part in constantly Mm -hmm. um but i think like in regards to their appearance and their health and whatever it's like you know shame does not need to be a part of that cycle you just begin taking care of yourself and every day that grows a little bit yeah, I, was, I don't take any care of myself, so I don't know why I'm saying this as if I know what that's like. But <laughs> no, I mean, I was going to say something similar nice in I'm terms of like... You hear how nice I'm being? Yeah, I really appreciate it, Danny. Okay. Although don't let down the people who like your spiciness. <laughs> no, but this question <laughs> but this is... This question is genuine. No, it's really delicate, yeah. I think that like my... I was going to say two things. The first one is kind of connected to what you were just saying, which is like, I do think repetition does count for something. Like the fact that you are noticing and you as in the questioner, like that you yourself are attracted to women whose bodies like don't meet conventional standards. Like these like things like over time, they really do start to like impact your value system. And I think like the more information you can take in that you find to be like liberating in some way, the better. And, like, the less messaging you take in that, like, says the opposite. And this is really hard because we're surrounded by it. I do think it slowly does start to change your mind. The other thing I'll say, and this is, like, more logical, but, like, weight loss and dieting and exercise, when they're coming from a place of, like, shame and self-hatred, they require, like, a lot of discipline to perform because, like, the reason you're doing it is, like, not positive. And you just have a limited store of self-discipline like you cannot that is not a bottomless well and that is why no one can keep that train going and so this is just like from a purely logical perspective i think that like the only way that at least for me i've ever been able to like eat in a way that felt like intuitive and good for me and i don't mean by like eating super healthy i mean just like being a normal person and obsessing over it which allows me to eat more normally because it's like not so hung up in like self-hatred i doesn't require self-discipline of me and therefore i can keep it up for long periods of time because it's just like natural yeah you know what i mean yeah a little i mean i think there's a part of me disagrees with you because i think you know like if you are if you are coming to your body developing any sort of body image in the face of self-hatred it just will never ever be enough it's like an unquenchable thirst right and i think that what's funny is when you talk about self-discipline like punishing yourself in my opinion is though very painful it's something that people get really addicted to um maybe i myself am addicted to it 
and it is a form of self-indulgence um, or gluttony in a way to to punish yourself constantly. And if the way that you're punishing yourself is like dieting or working out or doing like whatever, it's like this is a cycle of abuse that will never end and that you will become like slowly more and more inured to. So you need to punish yourself more and more even to feel it. Well, but then you need, but you need release. And this is why a lot of people will end up like binging or like letting it all go for a period of time. And then they end up back in the cycle where they need to punish themselves for doing that. Totally. And it's like a, it can, the cycle can keep going, but you can never stay in the like disciplined part consistently for like years without living like an incredibly empty and self-hating life, I guess. Yeah. 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 I think, I think we're in agreement. I mean, I just, yeah, I really do. I think it's just like, it's funny because it's like, I, I don't know. I feel like the discourse gets really mixed up where people are like, you just need to love yourself no matter what. And you're like, no, it's okay to like notice and critique yourself. That's mm-hmm. all right. Yeah. That's like a part you, you should <laughs> be aware of yourself and, you know, maybe uh, things you want to change or whatever. But it's also like developing some like foundational appreciation. Like respect? Of- yeah, of your own, like, spirit, I guess. I don't know. I brought up something just, called body neutrality. Have you heard of that? <laughs> no. Danny, don't make fun of me. I just, I hate terminology. What What does that mean? I know, but I feel like it's sort of a counterweight to body positivity. It just means, like, it's just the goal, instead of, like, loving your body, is just to, like, not feel not feel the need to like have really strong opinions about your body not even think that much about your body you just you know you are in a vessel and and that is how you live in this world so i don't know yeah but you don't need to think about your body in terms of aesthetics you can think about what your body does or can't do or should do or or is yeah and also it's like i mean you know i don't know there are no there are like you know I mean, we've had this conversation before. It kind of can go in a lot of directions. It's just like uh, beauty is wide and complex. Uh, society obviously has like kind of, you know, a bit of like a, a a small window, I guess, that like shines a light on very specific types. But, you know, I guess it just doesn't matter. You just are alive in this world, you know? And it's like, I don't know. It sounds like this person has a fine perspective on their life. Has a good perspective or fine? Yeah, like, yeah. it's like, you know, this person's being like, how do I deal with this? It's like something that fucks with me. And the answer is, you know, stay aware of it. Yeah, I do think the awareness is important. I also mentioned in my written answer that, like, the internet and social media, to, like, state the obvious, has, like, really reinforced, like, a two-dimensional aspect oh, totally. of beauty. Yeah. And, like, oh, and two-dimensional sorry. aspects of, like, humanity. That's fine. And two-dimensional aspects of, like, humanity in general. And, like, this is kind of an obvious answer, but, like, getting the fuck offline will help. Yeah. <laughs> it will Sorry, help. That's a great point. Yeah. I meant to say this earlier. It's just deactivate. Yeah, yeah. It's Fucking like people really off. don't want to, and I understand why. Like, these things are, like, really central to, like, how people socialize, but not as central as we think necessarily. It's actually just, like, a no, lot of No, you won't even notice. <laughs> You won't even notice when you deactivate, except when you're at a red light and you're like, literally, what am I doing? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Like, I should be watching TikToks. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. But otherwise, like, I do think that getting off, like, and I don't just mean like, oh, now you won't see the hot person to compare yourself. But I also think that like, literally it warps your mind and your values and how you see things. It's not good to know so much about other people's lives. It's just not necessary. It's simply not necessary. It's just focus on your little worlds. Yeah. It's fucking, it's, that, that, honestly, that is, I think if there's any real practical advice to this question, it is turn off your accounts for a minute and see how you feel. Yeah. Just as an experiment. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've also heard the other things that like body neutrality is like focusing on like physicality, like Mm -hmm. thinking about your body's purpose beyond it's just like, like as an object of beauty, like I do think that helps. My hands, I I would say are famously ugly. (laughs) Your hands are actually not ugly. They're just worn down from carpentry. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. You know, no, they are. I'm looking at them right now. They are not very nice looking. But, you know, I love my hands. They're extremely, I use them all the time. They're great. Yeah, I think that, like, it's really nice to develop that kind of relationship with your body that's, like, focused on, like, oh, shit, our call just dropped. Listeners, my call with Danny just dropped. One moment. calling the basement of the LA gym. What happened? I have no idea. Very weird. Very weird. Okay, well anyway, we were just summing up the last question which is like having a relationship with your body that's like more based on like what it does and like being physical with it is helpful. Okay. Can you hear me? Also understand like beauty standards are intrusive thoughts, honestly. So just understand them as that you will have them and then you can just let them go. That is so true. Like, I feel like kind of getting one part of getting older, I've noticed is that you can have a thought and just be like, nope. (laughs) I don't think that it's fine. (laughs) Yeah. Like, it's crazy that you actually don't have to like, listen to your thoughts. You can just kind of move right on No. Yeah. Okay. Let's do the question we got from Mary. Okay. Okay. I'm going to leave out some of the more revealing aspects of this question just in case. I don't want her to feel revealed. Okay. Um, she wrote it. Make her pay. <laughs> Haley, Haley, it's Mary. This is a question for you and Danny because legit, I'm like, how did no one besides Danny tell me that moving in with a boyfriend is the most stressful thing ever? I had no idea. Most people say congratulations and see so ha- seem so happy themselves with the choice to move in with their partner. I feel like I'm losing part of my identity. Like I'm going to stop growing as an individual when I move in with my boyfriend. I mean, it sounds like, I feel like in that question, she said, she states my opinion. They, she said that they're like fighting over decoration styles and she's worried, she thinks that maybe they're just sort of like scared of this next step and that's why it's manifesting as arguments. Um, she says, I thought since you and Danny both have gone through this, maybe you could offer some insight. Love your longtime listener, Mary. <laughs> you but, seem, I feel like you are much more successful at living with your partner than I was. <laughs> I always say that moving in with Kiki was maybe one of the worst decisions we ever made. Really? Yeah. And when was this? This was like six years ago, right? No, 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 no. We only lived together for like four years. Okay. Okay. But I mean, still quite a long time. Yeah. Um, but you know, I mean like, yeah, sharing space with somebody is like, <laughs> I don't know. I think one way to reframe this. Because she says that, like, when you constantly see each other, you just become lazy. I think that moving in together can also be an opportunity to become more independent. Because 
when you live apart, and I think living apart with a partner is really a super fun part of a relationship, and I think that people should not rush into living together necessarily, but yeah. once you do, I, Avi and I tried not to rush, and we, like, took an extra year when we maybe didn't, like, quote-unquote, like, need to, and I was really happy that we did, but, um, I was gonna I say that... when you lived in that weird little apartment on Fulton. When he did, yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say that, like, when you live apart from your partner, like, you spend a lot of time, like, coordinating and, like, and kind of, like, incorporating them into certain plans and things like that and i think that intentionality can be kind of nice but once you move uh-huh. in together and you see each other every night and things like that it can you actually have a lot more freedom to like go out and live your life and like plant kind of be more intentional with like your friendships and like the other For aspects sure. of your life oh that's a nice perspective definitely yeah. i also think I that like you it's hard I- to stay independent but like you, if you you can do it if you just try. Like it's actually not that hard if you prioritize it. Yeah, that's never been hard for you, Danny. You've been always pretty independent in your relationship that I've witnessed. You mean me? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that was the issue. It's just you know, you you share space with somebody, and it's just a difficult thing to do. But <laughs> Mary already said. My my opinion is that like everyone's like oh congratulations congratulations and I'm like careful. <laughs> yeah, no one besides Danny told me that moving is legit the most stressful thing ever. <laughs> you know, but whatever. I mean, like it's something that you try out and you try to do, and and there's also like so many nice parts of it. It's a, you know, there's no one way about it. It's just a dangerous thing to do. But being in relationship is a dangerous activity. So you know, onwards. Yeah. I mean, I, I would, I would recommend that people always like think about it for a long time because it's really hard to break up once you're living with somebody. And I think that like that pressure can, when you're not in the right relationship can like make you stay a lot longer than you maybe otherwise should. So I think like be, you know, one way to avoid the stress of moving in is also like thinking a lot about it that's you know maybe this is not a question for mary but or an answer for mary but for other people who are in this situation but um also i think it will be an adjustment period and i think it can be exciting too though if you guys like you'll have to find a new rhythm and be like we care a lot about our independence like i'm gonna go out and do this thing like i don't i think you just need to talk about these things like hey you know (laughs) i'm not gonna use his name like say to your partner like hey i i'm it's on my mind like i don't want us to become lazy like i'm so used to being an ind- you know mary is such an independent person she needs yeah. to express that that's a really important part of her life that she wants to preserve and i think that that's it can just be spoken i mean something that i really liked about my relationship with kiki is she literally was uninterested in um almost ever coming out and meeting up <laughs> when i would like invite her to do things with me and my friends. Yeah, and like almost really in the extreme direction of not coming ever. I would say I would say most people would not like it. It was so extreme. Yeah. But I loved it. <laughs> and, yeah. And, but be, because, you know, I'd just be like, what's up? Do you want to, like, we're going to go do this. Do you want to come through? And she'd be like, no, but have fun. And I'd be like, great. You know, like, and then you come home and you're like, how was your night? You know? Yeah. It's just like there's something really that was actually a pretty nice part was that like it wasn't there was no hurt feelings or like you know it didn't like feel like people and were being excluded from things yeah it was just like a very natural 
like independence or like space or or lack of interest even. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like you know? you know, even if you're doing separate things, like living together is such a a project with your partner that like you will spend yeah. a lot of time together no matter what, and it will also I mean. like, be nice. Some of, my, some of my best housemates, like we both had completely independent social lives, but then really got along. Mm-hmm. And like sometimes would also hang out with one another outside of the house, you know, or yeah. like there'd be some crossover or something. It was always really fun and great. But there was, like, never any, like, pressure or, like, subtext going on about, like, you know, oh, like, you didn't invite me to this, blah, 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 blah. And I think, like, with, like, couples, it kind of is can be like that, too, where it's, like, it can be nice to have separate lives. Yeah. Know? Or, like, find should... some in between. Find the balance that, like, works mm-hmm. for you. <laughs> and it will take time. That's good advice. Like, well, I'm just saying I'm warning, Mary, that, like, finding a rhythm will probably take a while. Like, the same way it would with a roommate. And yeah. the difference with a partner is obviously it's, like, much higher stakes. And so I think you just have to be, like, really communicative. But, like, there will be For really sure. fun aspects of, like, you get to know somebody on a very different level when you live with yeah. them. And it's kind of, that's a really fun side of cohabitation. It's also, like... Yeah, I don't know. It's just my, I'm not, when I'm like, oh, careful, I'm not like saying that, like, don't do it. I'm just saying it's no joke. It's no joke. I do think people underestimate. They're like, we're already spending a lot of time together. We might as well. And I'm like, "Mm, I don't know. I feel like it needs to be more intentional than that. Yeah, it's different than just spending a lot of time together. Yeah. Yeah. It's very different. But Next question. Yeah, next question. Okay. (laughs) Do you want to walk us through the steps of planning an epic road trip? This one made oh. me laugh. They said, let Danny walk us through the steps of planning an epic road trip. Because I was like, guaranteed Danny doesn't do any planning for his road trips. Yeah. I was going to say, um, yeah, intend to take your car to the mechanic to make sure it's okay. But then get kind of caught up and don't do that. <laughs> uh, yeah, Try to wrap up projects that have been just like mission fucking creeps. Uh go to a social engagement you probably don't have time to attend and then be stressed out about like getting your shit together to leave the state have a car uh, that's basically sleep. falling apart no the car is good sleep in the, yeah it's not sounding great but hopefully we'll make it home um <laughs> i sleep in the back of my truck and so that makes it really easy to travel as long as the weather's good i didn't know you sleep do you like pitch a tent or something cover it I put a tarp if it's raining over the rack. Otherwise, you're just out in the open starry skies? Yeah, which is really nice. It is funny, though, because when I wake up, sometimes I'll startle people depending on where I'm parked. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, like, pop up, and they're like, oh, my goodness. Uh, <laughs> Don't you get in trouble for that? You can. But, I mean, what's the worst that's going to happen is, I mean, well, obviously anything could happen. But <laughs> Yeah, what's the worst going to happen? I'm just sleeping outdoors. Once I woke up... I had, like, camped in this parking lot of a campsite, like, off in the middle of nowhere. It's also just a crazy part of the country. It's, like, eastern Washington, like, western Idaho. Okay. Kind of a scary part of the country. Um, <laughs> and I woke up, and there were two men holding guns. <gasps> and I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to die. And then I, like, checked them out a little further. They were just going hunting. I asked them what the time was. <laughs> They told me it was like six, and then, so I was like, "I'm gonna go back to sleep." 
And they were like, okay, whatever. Do you stay um, cozy? What kind of bedding are you using? Yeah, I put a blanket down, and then I have my blow-up mat, sleeping bag, and then a blanket on top, usually because I make my bed before I go to sleep, and I don't want it to, like, I don't want, like, goo to get on it. You don't want what to get on it? Goo. Like, do, water. Goo, goo, yeah. Oh, my God. He dropped off again. I'm calling him again. What the hell is going on? I don't know. It's so sudden. is good. I got LTE. Full bars. Mine is good, too. Let's just keep it moving. Okay. No need to point fingers. Okay. Um, so the epic... But, I mean, what about the... What about routes? Like, how do you choose which way you're going? Yeah. So I wanted to go... You know, you really just... You know, I have a friend in Pittsburgh, so usually that's my first step out of New York, mm-hmm. is I just go see him mm-hmm. for a day. And then I wanted to go to Montana... So I kind of headed a little north. It's just nice, like, when you're driving along and you're by yourself, you have a lot of time to kind of uh, think. And, you know, you'll get to, like, say, like, like I got to Wyoming and all of a sudden I realized that I was near Devil's Tower, which I had never been to and I'd always seen on the side of, like, U-Hauls mm-hmm. depicted. And I wanted to see. So I was like, oh, I'll just, like, stop by. You know, and yeah. it makes for like a fun and interesting trip. You kind of can decide along the way. And you've actually heard about a ton of shit that you've never experienced. Yeah. Um, and so like, just like going from thing to thing like that makes it kind of easy to hop across the country. I'll tell you the whole stack of states like North Dakota, South Dakota, Nebraska, Kansas. I don't know what else is in that line. Is so hard to drive across. That's the hardest part of any road trip across the country. Why? It's just like, just the plains. It's like the plain states. It's just so mind-numbing and crazy. And like, you start like, I don't know. It makes you crazy <laughs> to drive across those states. Uh, are you like mapping to the next city and just like following Google Maps? Or are you just like... Yeah, usually. Yeah. But now I can't even charge my phone. So I have to like look at Google Maps and then remember. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's no surprise at all. On the way back. And the radio's broken. So you're not even listening to podcasts? Oh, you're using your headphones, though. But if your phone's dead... Wait, did I tell you I got an earbud stuck in my ear? What? Oh, my God. It was so bad. And I had... So, you know those little covers? What? Those little rubber covers? The, oh yeah, the things that you can like replace if they're. I, I will tell you. Here's here's there's there is no plan for the road trip. You just have a destination and then you just head out and then you'll get there at some point, um, or you won't and you'll fail. I okay. don't know, but <laughs> but but I will say something about traveling alone is like you're just never not afraid. There's like always something crazy that you're afraid about because you have no one there to just be like, yeah, it's fine. You know what I mean? Like, so you're always just, you're like, is that noise? Do I hear something? Do I hear something weird? Or like this, I was listening to an audio book on headphones because my car is so loud. So I couldn't listen through the normal sound system because there's so much wind in my car, even when all the windows are closed. And so I was listening to headphones. I had pushed them in really hard. And then I took them out and I was getting gas and I had this pain in my ear, this discomfort. And I kept like, sticking my finger in there trying to like scratch my ear like being like what is that what is that oh god and i swam in a lake that i kind of thought was a little suspect oh god. um because there was like some algae in there 
And I was like, I wonder if that has the cyanobacteria or something that you hear about in like Utah and shit that kills people. <laughs> but you and decided so, to swap in anyway? Yeah, I was like, it's probably not because we're in Montana. I, I was like, eh. but it, swimming alone is so scary anyway because I think something's going to get me. And then <laughs> I like, but then I was like, oh no, I have an ear infection from this suspect lake. And then I look down and I see that one of the things, the little covers is missing on the earbuds. Oh God. And I was like, oh my God, it's in my ear. And I went to the gas station to buy tweezers, but like the high school students working there couldn't stop talking about like what Adolfo had been doing earlier or something, you know? <laughs> so it was just like, I was really upset, but I was trying to be nice because I needed my tweezers. And then I spent 35 minutes trying to tweeze this thing out of my <gasps> ear. This is when you really needed a compatriot. Any companion would have been nice. But I got it in the end, which is, you know. Was it so satisfying? Oh, it felt so good to pull out. Amazing. I can only imagine. I have, I have a picture of it. It's disgusting. My dream is to have somebody pull something huge out of my ear. <sighs> you know I, what? It's like I literally just experienced it. I love that again. <laughs> well, you know, I remember how much you loved getting a COVID test, you little freak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a little different. It's different, but it's like an orifice poke. For sure. You know, you never know what you like till you try it. It really is true. <laughs> I know you wanted to just go deeper, deeper. Yeah. Touch the brain, baby. Stir it up. Wait, you know what I just remembered um, when I said compatriot? You, uh, you know Paige? Yeah. She was just, like, photographed by paparazzi because she was with somebody... Who was photographed by paparazzi? I don't even know who the person was, but it was somebody uh -huh. of note, I guess. And she was called um, the anonymous compatriot. That's cool. That's <laughs> a good handle. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. So amazing. That's a great username. Anonymous compatriot. <laughs> it was like, uh, the anonymous compatriot has a, has a cropped haircut and wears language, boots. The language that tablets use is so grandiose. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny like also just yeah it's ridiculous like the conventions are like they've gotten so strange over the years that like we accept them as normal even though they're totally insane oh yeah you read that and you're like oh yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah or like this person steps out or whatever and you're like no they just like left their house so, someday i may be an anonymous compatriot to somebody i mean in your dreams yeah, in my dreams. You were my anonymous compatriot once to Fashion Week. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, I was. Wow. Feels good. Okay. All right. We only have one left, and it's kind of like a follow-up of our last one. What is it? Okay. So after our last one, we were talking about, like, a fr you know, friends who don't seem to care about you that much anymore. Right. You, we were talking about like the kind of like one Oof, friend. This one hits close to home, actually. I just had a conversation with somebody about this. Okay, okay. So this person was like, they. So after the not last episode, I'm sure you didn't listen to it, but after we ended, I had like added a final thought that I wish that we had said. Mm. And what I the what I said is that um, because we had made it sound like you can't really like ask someone to care about you, so like giving feedback to a friend for like being a shitty friend like doesn't often work that well. Yeah. But what I clarified is that, like, I think there's a difference between asking someone to care versus asking someone to, like, change their behavior change to, their behavior. to better yeah. reflect the care that, like, you know is there. 
for sure. So yeah. they were asking, like, how do you tell the difference? This person says, this made me wonder about being able to differentiate between the two. Um, and I was wondering if you could expand. Personally, when I feel that a casual friend might be engaging with me less often or says something to me, which I find mildly hurtful, my inclination is to assume they don't care as much about me, which then also causes me to pull back from the friendship. I'm quick mm-hmm. to decide that someone doesn't care about me or our friendship and to then start caring less about them. I'm sure I have some self-examining to do when it comes to this being a possible defense mechanism or a reflection of my own self-worth, and it makes me wonder if I'm being too hasty in pulling back on too many friendships with potential instead of investing energy into making them more meaningful. But another part of me feels like I'm just being realistic. This feels silly to ask, but when do you truly know when a casual friend cares or if their behavior is just lacking? Uh, well, I mean, you know, that quite obviously, you know, the answer is there is no way to know you either know or or you don't you know it's a matter of trust but (laughs) classic uh, answer well yeah to every question um but but i will say like you know it's funny because last night literally last night someone approached me and basically told me that my behavior was like not really up to standards Mm. in regards to our friendship Mm -hmm. and Honestly, like, I didn't really know how to respond, but my response was pretty much, like, in some ways, I'm very stupid. I'm not good at communicating with people. I almost never reach out to anyone. I don't even think to do it unless they text me or reach out to me first. Mm -hmm. And I, like, kind of tried to, you know, because they were expressing to me, they were like, you don't really even, like, show up for this. Yeah, you know relationship and I was like I just am I like appreciate you saying this to me and I need specific instructions yeah for what you need from me because I am I am about it like I love you but like I naturally will not communicate in the way that you seem to want or need right but I'm like willing to try it still likely won't be enough at all because we're so naturally opposed in that way yeah. You know, mm-hmm. but I can definitely like make a better effort. And so, I mean, like in regards to like, how do you know? I don't know if that's an answer to that, but it's, it, but it is just interesting that, that I was put in a situation where someone basically told me that I wasn't doing enough. And my response was pretty much like, I think that I just have blinders in a certain way and I don't see it, but I'm willing to like, just do things that are not very natural for me. If they're going to make someone feel better who I care about. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think like it's a conversation that you can, that you can have, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I think that probably works because you guys are good friends though. Right. Like long-term friends. Yeah, that's true. I'm trying to guess who it is because I know who, what people you were with last night. (laughs) 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 We won't say it on air. Um, But anyway, I think, yeah, I think it's tough with, like, a newer friend. It's it's hard because, I, I mean, for one thing with, like, if it's a new friend, like, I feel like if they're not matching my, like, language, mm-hmm. then it's probably not going to, like, grow by force. You know what I mean? No, it can't. I mean, what's a friendship? It's, like, mimetic interest, basically, right? Like, it's, like, you mime interest of the other person back to them and they reflect that interest, which is a reflection back on you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so it's like, 
you know, that also goes for like when you step back, then they step back and you step forward and they step forward. And like, this is like the dance of relationships. It's like uh, with a new friend, you know, it just grows naturally. I mean, my, my, you have to, oh, go ahead. No, you should finish. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Well, I was just going to say, oftentimes you have to recalibrate your expectations of people that, you know, maybe you got a little excited about having a new relationship with somebody you know, even like just a new friend meeting somebody new who you like and it's kind of exciting and fun. And then you have to remember, like, come back down to earth and be like, this person is also like a flawed and like shitty human being like everybody else. Yeah, I mean, like this relationship could be, um, you, you know, your, your friendships could be different depending on the type of person it is. Like maybe the type of friendship you're trying to have isn't exactly what's going to work out, but like you could have a different type of friendship, you know? Like... Right. Oh, like I mean, I'm I trying to make this person like a best friend, but really they're like a fun person to get a drink with every month. Mm-hmm. And like, that's fine. You know, I think that you don't need to pull away. I mean, I think also like another obvious answer to this is like, this person's worrying they're pull- pulling back too soon. Like, I don't see the problem with just like trying to do that a little less to just like test the waters and see what happens. You know what I mean? I guess like with friendship, it's like the stakes aren't, aren't very high. You know? Yeah. So it's fine. You know, I mean, people have different styles. I don't know. I'm not very good at making new friends, I don't think. But then everybody is always telling me I have so many friends. I, <laughs> I, I, it's, you know, Max is someone who I, who I think is probably like the, the best at, at making new friends that I've ever seen. And, yeah. his, and his style is so generous and like overwhelming amount of attention when he like first meets you and really likes you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and it, it's like this flood of light, really. And like, but it takes a lot of power and bravery to to behave in that way. You know, it's not just something that anyone can feel comfortable doing. But I mean, you know, you're not gonna if you want this person to be your friend, you have to be vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. And like, and make overtures because that is how you know they accept your gifts and you become friends. Sometimes it's like similar to any sense. I think you're making sense. There's not really one answer to this question. We're just kind of talking about friendship now, but I think it's, yeah, yeah. yeah, I I was just going to say that sometimes I think friendship can be similar to romance and that like, you can definitely get a feeling with somebody. Uh And like, if you have that feeling where you're like, I just feel like we're really going to get along. I think it's worth like pursuing. But if it's like, if it's more of a, like a transactional relationship, like, oh, you know, this person works in the office next to me. And like, I've been trying to have someone to get an after work drink or like, whatever. I feel like this, that totally changes how you behave. But like, I also think to that end, like timing is really important. Like, it's so funny how, you know, (laughs) your best friend from college or whatever can feel like your absolute soulmate, but like, at the end of the day, you were just, like, put in the same group project or whatever. Like, yeah, it's just kind of, it's just random. Like, it's very, yeah. it's a lot about, like, being in the same place at the same time. And For sometimes, sure. like, you might meet somebody who's just, like, not in the right place to, like, start a new intense friendship. You know what I mean? And sometimes you'll meet someone who is. And, like, I feel like that it's happens awesome. all the time. Yeah. Both sides. Yeah. One tip I have that, like, I remember somebody pitched a story about this at Vanderpilly at one point. But, like... Getting a friendship to, like, cross over from, like, this awkward, like, we're going to, like, every once in a while get a drink and, like, we can't seem to get closer is to, like, uh-huh. do something kind of weird. Like, for either, either like, do something 
like chorish, like run an errand or like something that's kind of hard. Like yeah. help, ever like it helping a friend, so helping a friend move or things like that. Like the, the kind of like the shitty, like oh we're both suffering together. Like really brings you closer to somebody like way more than just sitting in a like nice bar. I had such a nice time with your brother when he wanted to go to the grocery store once. <laughs> I don't even know if he knows how how nice a time I had. Dude, inviting God. someone on your errands is actually so fun, especially if it's, like, a newer friend. It. Yeah, and he's just, like, buying all the stuff that he wanted. Also, you know, he loves little treats, so anything <laughs> that I wanted, I could be like, what about that? He'd be like, okay, you know. <laughs> it's so fun to be in the grocery store with Andy. This is my brother. But he, yeah, it was just so fun. I was just watching him putter around and put things in the cart. Yeah, like, do something sort of, like, different from the normal friend. Like, go to, like, a, like, oh, hey, I saw this, like, weird fucking festival that's, like, an hour out of town and we have to take a train. Like, or, hey, I'm, like, taking a class and it's probably going to, like, that maybe everyone in the class is going to be really annoying and we're going to, like, spend the whole time rolling our eyes. And then you'll be, like, you'll have, like, a different dimension to your relationship. I feel like this is how you can sort of, like, recreate some of those conditions of, like, being younger and being kind of, like, forced together with people Sure. Um, it's you can do yeah. that as an adult I think and find like your friendships progress a lot faster but it also I mean it really is like steal your heart you know because if you are the pursuer you must make invitations to this person and that is the gift that you're offering them mm-hmm. is the invitation of your company yeah and it's a dangerous thing to do because it can hurt if it's turned down yeah but it is literally necessary if you want to have a relationship with someone who you don't know mm-hmm. is to invite them to spend time with you. Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I would say try, yeah, like to this person, maybe try to switch up what, if you feel like people are kind of pulling away faster, like switch up what you're doing. You know, if you're worried that you're you're making assumptions about people, you know, they turn you down once and you're like, never mind, I'm over it. Like, obviously, I think you should kind of push yourself on like that defensive approach. (laughs) But like, but yeah, I think that like also you can also trust your instinct. Like, I think if someone seems like they're pulling away, like you don't want to push too much. (laughs) For sure. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, like also just uh, I do think there's there's something where it's like readjusting what you expect from other people is a valuable thing to do in relationships. Absolutely. Like, you sit there and you say, you know, what is actually like rational or reasonable that I expect of this literal pretty much stranger? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, and the answer is like nothing. Yeah. And then, you know, and then everything that they give you is like an extra and kind of a surprise or like a sweet gift, I guess. I suggest, like, if you get a good vibe from someone, I suggest, like, diving in so fast. Like, what? Okay, go, go for it. <laughs> go for it. It can be fun. Go for it. Sometimes it's, like, it's really boring to do the, like, rescheduling, like, one dumb drink for, like, a month, <laughs> you know? And then scheduling another one three months later and being, like, we're not really friends, but, like, in another life, maybe we would be, you know? Yeah, totally. It's not, I don't no, think that's the best way. Next day. Be like, what's up? Yeah, or start texting about dumb things, you know what I mean? Literally saying what's up is a fine way to communicate with almost anyone. <laughs> yeah, Danny, maybe you should try doing it every once in a while. I say sup. <laughs> <laughs> hey, where's my sub texts? All right, I'll hit you. Thank you. 
Anyway, I think we that's it. Is is your is your gym pal not done yet? I, I don't actually know where he is. It's a little scary and I'm getting looked at by a guy getting into his car next to us. <laughs> Speaking to your early comment about being scared no matter what when you're alone? I'm legit in a very sketchy corner in a parking lot <laughs> being observed by a man. Well, he's got like a laser in his car. It's really weird. Maybe you should pop into the gym and like get a few hits or um, I know. Well, pumps off. What I really want to do is go in the jacuzzi and then the steam room and then do the cold plunge and then go to the sauna and then go back to the jacuzzi. <laughs> do it. Go t- make sure that he's still in there. I love that gym. I want that for you. I just need to, I don't know. I gotta get a pro bono membership in New York to somewhere fancy. I feel like, t- talk to Andy. I feel like he could work something out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you so much, Danny. Yeah, well, I'm so sorry for being so late and hungover today, but at least we got it through. Yeah, we did it. I feel like we did a good job, too. Okay, yeah. Proud we of were, us. I feel like we were much more direct than usual. Yeah, I agree. Good for us. Okay, that's it for this week. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you to Soft Streak for my theme music. I hope you guys have a nice week. If you're feeling under the weather like me, take care. And if you're not, take care too. Okay, bye.